This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelore, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. Have you ever been in that place where you know something that you're thinking isn't serving you. You know a belief that you carry isn't exactly in your favor, but you don't know how to shift or change it. Well, today we have the incredible Mick Zazon here to join us, and she's going to be sharing five beliefs that are holding you back. Mick is an Instagram influencer, but more so she is a passionate coach who loves to help women and feel more at home in their bodies. Before we dive in and Mick shares five beliefs that could be holding you back, our amazing friends over at Sage Wellness who provide 100% natural essential oil products have pulled their favorite moment from today's episode. Here's your Sage moment with Mick Zazon. You are the so-called tenant of your body. You can design your own space, one you feel at home in, or you can rent it to others that will destruct it. Every living space has its imperfections and it will be a disservice to let that space rot and not accentuate the beauty within it because you do have beauty. The beauty is you living your purpose. Michaela, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get to this place where you are what would be considered now an Instagram influencer and body positive advocate, somebody who is inspiring so many women to live a little bit more freely in their own bodies? Yeah. So as you guys can probably imagine, I think this goes with a lot of people who are speaking up about this topic of body positivity and you know, eating disorder recovery and mental health awareness is that I have dealt with my own issues as well. So three years ago, I was an Instagrammer. I was a health and fitness Instagrammer. And I was documenting my weight loss. And it was terrible. I mean, I was teaching women how to lose weight. And I just knew in my heart that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And keep in mind, I grew about 80K followers from doing this. And so at that time, I was also dealing with binge eating disorder. And I had not talked about it before. In fact, I hadn't really come to terms with it yet. And even before then, I was in an abusive relationship. And I had dealt with post-concussive syndrome, which led me to having severe depression, anxiety, learning disabilities. and I, again, did not speak up about any of this. So all of this is happening behind the scenes. And at some point, I knew in the back of my head that I was just going to hit rock bottom. And I did. This was about a year and a half ago. And I hit rock bottom. I was living across the country from my family. My family lives in Ohio. I was living in Arizona at the time. And I was in my bed, I remember this so vividly. And I remember ordering 
takeout food to my apartment and I could not get up for the life of me. I couldn't get up to go grocery shopping. I couldn't get up to work out. I couldn't even get outside. So I was ordering food in and copious amounts of food and it was just spread out all around my bed and I was sleeping in it. And I was thinking, I cannot live like this anymore. I'm sitting here almost killing myself and I have this Instagram platform and everybody thinks that I have it. Like I have it all figured out. And I called my parents and I'm like, I have to move home. And I did. And I went into outpatient eating disorder recovery and I got help from a dietitian and I got help from a therapist, a psychiatrist and multiple other doctors. And I went into this process for about six months, going to doctor's appointments every single day for about five hours a day. And throughout this time, I had quit all of my social media sponsorships that had to deal with supplements or just companies that didn't really align with where I was at anymore. And I decided to, along with that, share what was happening behind the scenes. I was sharing with people what I was internally struggling with. And for the first time in my life, I was having that me too moment with people all around the world. And my socials just started to blow up because of it. And I knew in that moment that I I had to do something about it. So I created my program, my 30-day Hit 30 program that is all body weight, 30 minutes, just focusing on how to balance activity within your life if you're busy, if you don't want to go to the gym, etc. And then I also have a program that is an online platform membership where you get programs and resources from dietitians, therapists, and women's health professionals and I started creating this community that just wanted to learn more about themselves. And I would like to say, I hope my followers can say the same thing, that we are all friends. Like we're all best friends because we're in this together. And so I would like to say that I have, I know a thing or two about craving freedom. I know a thing or two about feeling crazy about food and it being the only thing that I think about. I know approximately 7 million things about feeling uncomfortable in the body that you live in. And that is why I'm here on this podcast. And that's what I do what I do. Mm, Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I feel like there's definitely people who are listening right now thinking, oh my gosh, that is me. How do I move forward? We'll make sure we link to all of Mick's programs and her Instagram page and her amazing retreats that she offers called The Rose Retreat in the show notes. So I really encourage you to head on over there and check those out if this is something that is resonating with you. I'm curious to know, what was the line between healthy eating and sort of taking care of your body and being aware of, you know, movement and exercise and crossing over into binge eating. And how are those two things different? Oh, man, it's so complex. It really is, especially with health and fitness just booming throughout social media. I mean, you could blog on to Pinterest and whatever social media source that you are on and you could find 5 million different diets that promise that you're going to be happier and they don't really tell you the behind the scenes stuff. So you're, you're thinking that by going on, you know, whatever diet that you're on and exercising a certain way, maybe you found a workout from 
an Instagrammer and you're like, okay, this, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the thing that's going to make me happy. And you get 15 days into it and you're like, I am miserable. And I talk about this a lot because it's something that is so hidden within social media and it's called orthorexia. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Mm -hmm. it is basically becoming the most simple way that I can explain it is being OCD about your, your habits with food and exercise that I dealt with that for a very, very long time. For example, you know, it could start with, you know, you choosing egg whites over full eggs and you're thinking in the back of your head, no, like this is a healthy decision. Like I see people do this all the time and they have a healthy lifestyle. So I'm going to do it. And then it could manifest into, you know, you freaking out over the fact that someone cooked you an omelet and it has a full egg in it and you find yourself freaking out and you don't eat it because of that thing. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? So it is so much more complex. I always say that finding balance within your life is such an individual thing because it truly is trial and error. That is how I found my way. And that's why everybody's journey to recovery and just finding balance in general is so different because every individual is different and everybody's needs are different. Mm, I always, when I think back to my own story, which sounds like it mirrors yours so closely, when I think about the difference between a healthy relationship with food and, and movement in my body versus the disordered one, which as you said, it's such a fine line and, and it's so deceiving now because we see all these images of what healthy it quote unquote should look like that the feeling of disordered eating, orthorexia, binge eating is a very trapped feeling around food. It doesn't feel, even though you're trying so hard to control everything, it feels quite out of control and quite restricted, constrictive and, and trapped is the word that comes to mind. Whereas when I have a healthy relationship with food and my body and, and movement, there's a feeling of freedom and empowerment around that. It feels like you're in choice, but in a really beautiful way versus being trapped by your body and food and, and exercise. Yeah, 100%. I really believe that in order to gain control of your life and to truly feel like you're living that is to give up control and let your body tell you what it needs because everybody and their mother is telling you to try to control food to try to control exercise and as women that is always the first thing that we turn to as well because in society we are looked at as objects and so of course there's going to be ads throughout social media that show flawless bodies. And of course, we are going to then manipulate food and exercise in order to try to find this happiness, which they promise. But being skinny is never going to make you happier. And I'm pretty sure those of you who are listening can really resonate with that. When was the last time that you finished a diet and you looked in front of the mirror and thought that you were happier? Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, Country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B A B B E L dot com slash Robbie Talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code rawbeautytalks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code rawbeautytalks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Just letting everyone think on that for a second and to really consider in their own life whether that's true. I know that I feel more energy and I feel really good and strong when I'm working out, but only when I'm working out in a way that feels good and it's enjoyable to me. When I'm trying to follow some strict plan and it becomes like you have to do this in order to get that, I lose the joy in it and it no longer has the same outcome as what I'm hoping for. Now, I want to talk a little bit about beliefs and the power of the beliefs that we hold, because I think this is so monumental in shifting back to a healthier mindset. And beliefs are powerful, powerful things because they ultimately shape our view of life and of the world around us. We have beliefs that are formed when we are young children. We have beliefs that are formed throughout our education. Beliefs can come from our environment, our society, a single event that happens. And the thing with beliefs, there's this principle called the confirmation bias, which essentially means that when a belief is planted within us, we start to look for evidence that it is true. And our perception becomes wired to confirm our beliefs. So all of a sudden, we plant a belief that we are too big and that we'll you know, never find a life partner or that our acne is making us ugly. And so we start to look for proof that that's true. And the reality is in today's world, there is so much out there that is going to try to prove to us that our beliefs about ourselves are correct, that acne is not 
okay and that you have to be a certain size in order to be considered beautiful. So the more we hold and cognitively rehearse a certain belief, the more true it feels. And our brains, the way that they're wired, they want to look for truth. They want to complete stories. Um, Brene Brown talks about this a lot. So the more that we think about something, the more true it feels, the more that we start looking to prove it true, and the stronger the belief becomes. So today, I am really excited for Mick to share five beliefs that she wants to demystify and wants you to, to kind of reconsider and to rethink about that might be holding you back. Are you ready, Mick? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So number one is I'll be happier when I'm skinnier, fitter, have different boobs, better skin, you know, look a certain way, look like that girl on Instagram. And let's demystify that. Like I said before, earlier, I'm pretty sure all of us can pinpoint a time where we look in the mirror and have realized that you're not happy after you've gone through this diet after you've gone through this strict exercise program and you're wondering why why aren't you happy this is everywhere throughout social media like why aren't i happy and then in turn you think something's wrong with you i want to plant a question in your head and i want to i want to ask you what is your reason for wanting to change your body is it coming from a place of hate Or is it coming from a place of love? Because maybe, just maybe, the change that you're looking for is working through the damage that has been done on the inside and your emotions. I know that there is so much research being done on how eating disorders are strongly correlated with abusive relationships and past traumas, childhood traumas. That was the case for me. Like, I... I had all of these food and exercise issues because I I had to figure out what was going on inside. I always say that those issues that show up, whether it's an eating disorder or anxiety or whatever it is, that they all have a positive intention for you. So we often think about them as being so bad, but really it's just our body's way, our mind's way of saying, there's some unresolved business here that we need to digest or work through. Can you pay attention for a second? Because I need to figure that out. And maybe our bodies, which are, you know, so smart and intelligent and wise, aren't able to speak those exact words. But if you are experiencing some sort of symptom, whether it's like stomach aches or headaches, migraines, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, I encourage you to look at it as having a positive intention for you, that it is asking you to do some work, to take some time to figure out what the root cause is and to dive into that. And that on the other side, that's where things start to get happy. That's where things start to feel good. And I know at the end of the day, we're not only searching for happiness. That's not realistic 100% of the time, but life can start to feel a lot easier. There's a lot more flow to it. I'm going to also press pause again to get everyone who's listening to stop for a moment and to consider something right now in your life that you are waiting for in order to find happiness. So complete this sentence. I'll be happier when blank. So what is something in your life that you are waiting for in order to find happiness. 
And can you start to use that thing that you're searching for to practice gratitude right now and to start to find happiness right now? Okay, number two, the second belief that can be holding you back. All right, number two, the fitness Instagrammer you follow with abs is healthier than you. So do you believe this? I know definitely I believed this, especially when I was within the social media fitness realm of things. I always thought that I needed to look a certain way and and look like this person who was selling diets and exercise programs because they had it all figured out. And I think it is very easy to look on someone's social media and just by their highlight reel, their photos or videos, think that you are less than healthy because they are selling health and fitness programs. And I just want to honor you guys for a second. And I I also want you to honor yourself and just be grateful for the body that you have and the legs that you have that are that allow you to move allow you to walk and you have no idea on the other side of things what this instagrammer may be dealing with for instance me a lot of the people that were following me a couple of years back had no idea that i was dealing with orthorexia bulimia and binge eating disorder they had absolutely no idea and i think that also circled back around to the fact that health is so individual, health is undefined, and it's up to you to redefine your own health, to be happy, to fully live your life wholeheartedly, and to never miss out on opportunities like going to the pool or going to dinner with friends and family. Mm. I think it must be so challenging when you are in that role as a fitness instructor or a coach or somebody who's supposed to have this healthy, again, quote unquote body, to have your livelihood depend on looking a certain way. It's the same for actresses and people in Hollywood where your livelihood is based on looking a certain way in order to get those sponsorships, in order to have people buy your package. So you have to, even if you're struggling, get up and sell. But what I love that I'm seeing a little bit more in this world of health and wellness and fitness in particular are people starting to stand up and say, I am working out, but I just had a baby. This is, I'm thinking of Katrina from Tone It Up. She was really honest those first few months postpartum saying, this is my body right now. And I am not going to get sick trying to get right back into shape like everyone who's following me thinks that I should do. This is a normal female body and and you doing your workouts and living a healthy lifestyle and taking care of yourself and that it doesn't have to look one way. Jessamine Stanley's another person standing out who, you know, moves her body all the time, who can't eat deep fried foods, but maybe doesn't have that stereotypical yogi body. So I love that we're seeing some shifts in the industry in that way. And hopefully that will just continue so that we see a more diverse representation of what health looks like. Okay. Number three. Yeah. So number three, you need to love yourself in order to be confident We hear all the time, love yourself, love yourself. And you were talking about earlier, it's important to have these affirmations because the the more that you say them, the more that you're going to believe them. But on the other hand, you have the permission to hate your body. 
and you're allowed to feel uncomfortable in it. And you're allowed to cover every single insecurity that you have. But whether you like it or not, you you own your body. I like to think of our bodies as the house that we live in because our bodies are just a vessel for us to live life. I put this analogy in people's heads. I, I say that you are the so-called tenant of your body. You can design your own space one you feel at home in, or you can rent it to others that will destruct it. Every living space has its imperfections, and it will be a disservice to let that space rot and not accentuate the beauty within it, because you do have beauty. The beauty is you living your purpose. Mm, I absolutely love that. When I was talking about beliefs and the beliefs that we hold true about ourselves, changing these beliefs that we have is definitely not just about affirmations. In fact, it drives me crazy when I see like courses where it's just, you can tell like there's just going to be a lot of affirmations and standing in front of the mirror saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. At the end of the day, the new beliefs that we form still have to be based on some form of truth that we see. And so often when it comes to deconstructing limiting beliefs, one of the first steps is just becoming aware of where that belief even came from. Why are you carrying it? What was the story that was told to you that has made that belief true? Because often there is some truth to that, but then it's deciding, do I still choose to hold this belief? Is it still serving me? And what is a new truth or belief that I can replace it with? But it is important that we create ones that we really do believe in. I want everyone who's listening right now to put up your hand if you could use a couple extra hours of sleep each night. Put them up. I see you. That's what I thought. Listen, not getting enough sleep can leave you feeling moody, irritable, and stressed. I know because I've been there so many times and it is not hot. I see you though, and I want you to know about Sage's beautiful Sleep Well Remedial Roll-On Oil, designed to help your body relax and slow down and lull itself into a deep and restful sleep. This is a 100% natural tool that will help you get the rest you need. I use it every single night. It's become such an important part of my evening sleep ritual. Simply roll it on under your jawline or on your wrists, throat, or temples. My favorite way to apply it is just to the soles of my feet right before bed. Sage is offering you 20% off when you use the code rawbeauty20 at sage.com for a limited time only. That's 20% off any of their 100% natural essential oil products including their beautiful diffusers, when you use the code RAWBEAUTY20. If you've been thinking about treating you or someone you love to some essential oils, this is the time. Head on over to sage.com and use the code RAWBEAUTY20. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, let's dive into belief number four. I love this one. Acne, cellulite, stretch marks and skin imperfections are ugly. I do want to sit here in silence for a second because I feel like these are things that um, are really something that women feel ashamed of. So I'm going to repeat that again. Acne, cellulite, stretch marks and skin imperfections are ugly. 
Now, I'm sure a lot of you are pinpointing things within your body that you feel ashamed of. And I also want to point out that there was a certain moment where you started to believe that acne, cellulite, stretch marks, and whatever imperfections that you feel are ugly, there had to have been a certain moment where you started to believe that. And whether that's now or whether that's tonight or a week from now, I really want to encourage you guys to think back to that specific moment where you believed that this was true. And I think that it's also powerful to say that in a good percentage of cases, a lot of these are believed to be true because of media, because everybody wants this fast solution. But why do we want a fast solution when having acne, having cellulite, stretch marks, and any kind of imperfection is so normal? Having stretch marks, especially after having a child, that is almost like a celebratory thing. Like I made this human being and I have these marks that show that. I have this cellulite and cellulite is a, is a whole other beast to conquer because cellulite is, is not something that you can just get rid of. In fact, it's actually something that is so completely normal. And I'm pretty sure over 90% of women have it scientifically. It's just how our bodies are made up and how it distributes certain fibers within our body. And I encourage you guys to also look that up. So things like those cellulite creams, I don't even know the cellulite removers, please don't buy into that because you are okay the way that you are and cellulite is normal. Acne, I struggle with acne. I have terrible cystic acne right now. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I love my acne, referring to the one um, limiting belief that we had talked about before. But I honor the fact that I'm struggling with it. And I honor the skin that I'm in. So I don't wear makeup every single day. I remember that I started to believe this when I saw commercials with people who have the same looking acne as I did. And they started to have all these transformational photos pop up and videos pop up saying, with this product, you can change your skin. And with this diet, you can change your skin. And ultimately, your skin is going to be so much different than someone else's. So. I want to encourage you that, you know, maybe one avenue of the way that you eat or anything like that, it maybe not going to work for you, especially if you have disordered eating. I, I would very much encourage you to go seek a professional, but acne is normal. I'm 23 years old and I still have back acne. And I think it's still something that a lot of us are ashamed of and something that I have definitely had to work through within this year. So know that you are not alone and know that you are normal. And these are not imperfections. These are you. This is your body and you're allowed to not love it and accept it, but to honor it too. Mm. Yeah. Acne is one that we don't talk about as much on our page, but it's so true. It's just like anything else that we see in media and the messages that we receive telling us 
I mean, I, I, when, as soon as you said that, it took me back to these proactive commercials that used to be on all the time when I was young. And there was this guy and he was like, people think I have acne because I eat chocolate bars and I still <laughs> eat chocolate bars. And, and then like a zip pops up and I'm like, oh my God, it is because of the chocolate bar. Like these things that it, I probably watched this when I was a child, like probably like five or six years old, but right from such a young age, we're, we're taking in these messages and learning that, okay, acne is bad and perfect skin is good. And perfect skin means that you're healthy. Well, again, all of these things and figuring out what's healthy for your body and what's working for your body, it takes time. It takes so much time to kind of use your body like an experimentation lab to figure out, okay, yes, this is working for me and this isn't and this product helps and this one doesn't help. And one of the first things that we can work on is our mindset around it. When we are shooting negative thoughts again <laughs> at ourselves, it I feel like just turns the stress response on in our body and takes even longer for healing to happen and for change to happen. Mm -hmm. I also want to reiterate that if you do struggle with acne, People are going to say, eliminate dairy, eliminate gluten, eliminate these inflammatory foods. And if you are one that does struggle and you have a relationship with food and exercise that you are trying to work on, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to not try things out that may work for others and focus on your relationship with food and your body and exercise first because that is the first thing that you should focus on. The rest can come later. Mm, good point. Very good point. Okay, belief number five. Belief number five is you'll never get past this. This is something that I struggled with for years when I was heavily in my depressive state and struggling with bulimia, binge eating, and orthorexia, I remember just sitting there and thinking that I'm really going to have to diet for the rest of my life. I'm really going to have to to hate exercising for the rest of my life. And I want to encourage you guys to think that there's just so much more than dieting and exercise. But not only that, but there are little steps that you can take and actionable steps that you can take to rip this belief away from you. Things like unfollowing people on social media that make you feel like a lesser version of yourself. I guarantee you, you can pull up your Instagram right now and it'll be flooded with accounts that you may not realize, think that you need to be a certain way, look a certain way, have a certain lifestyle. And whether it's after this, podcast or right now, do a social media cleansing. That is something that I preach all the time on my social media accounts. Unfollow people. And also, it's okay to unfollow people in real life too, if they don't serve you. I posted something on Instagram not too long ago. It was a couple of days ago. And it was, we need to learn to get up from the table when love's no longer being served. And I think the quotes from Nina Simone, this is so powerful because whether it's on in social media or in real life, those are the catalyst to your belief systems because we are in it every single day, whether we like it or not. 
And so the belief of you'll never get past this is really unpacking that through tackling the issues in your past, reaching out for help, unfollowing people on social media, start making and creating real relationships that make you want to be better and create a life where you can show up as you are instead of feeling like you can't. So it all starts with the little steps. I love that. I think one of the key things that you said there is reaching out for help, especially when you're in that place where it feels like you really don't know what the next step is or where it feels like there's no options. There are people who can support you, whether it's your family doctor, a therapist, a coach. Head on over to talk to Mick. I know our course, I do not work with individuals who are struggling with an acute eating disorder. I just, for me, it's out of my scope of practice. But if you're on the other side, side of it and you're ready to start shifting some beliefs about yourself, then that's a huge component of the course that we offer as well. Because I think this stuff is so important. The beliefs are the structures that we create that create our perception of the world are so, so powerful. And when we can start to deconstruct those to form healthier beliefs that are going to empower us and allow us to look at our bodies and our lives in a different way, it can really, really propel things forward and allow us to live from a place that feels so much better. So to reiterate, five beliefs that could be holding you back, I'm going to repeat them all and just take a moment to consider if any of these ring true to you. The first one is, I'll be happier when blank. It could be I'm skinnier, I'm fitter, I have different boobs, I am calmer, I get that job, I have that car, I'm married, I find a partner. I uh, have better skin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You fill in the blank. Number two, the fitness Instagrammer I follow with abs is healthier than me. Who is somebody that you follow that you've deemed healthier, fitter, more beautiful, more loved when perhaps you don't actually know the full story? Number three, I need to love myself to be confident. Number four, Acne, cellulite, stretch marks, and skin imperfections are ugly. And number five, I'll never get past this. I'd love it if you could choose at least one of those beliefs and really consider whether or not it's serving you anymore in your life. Consider when you formed it, when it was something that you decided to hold on to, and then try replacing it with a new belief, something that you would prefer to carry with you moving forward. Mick, I'm curious to know if you had to provide one message to women of the world, what would it be? I think I, I, I said it in the last one, it would be to unfollow everybody on social media that makes you feel like a lesser version of yourself and in real life as well. And to make little steps to create this positive change in your life and to, to take these steps out of love instead of hate and comparison. That is the one message that I want to get across to the listeners here. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Again, we will share everything for Mick's programs and the links over to her page in our show notes. Mick, can't wait to see you in person one day and give you a big hug. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Where can people go to find you? 
Yes. So everything of mine is Mick Zazon. So Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, my website is just Mick Zazon. Website is www.mickzazon.com. Beautiful. Thanks so much, girl. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, guys. All right. And just a reminder, if you are ready to overcome the battle with your body and food to head on over to rawbeauty.co backslash webinar to hold your spot in our free online training, head to rawbeauty.co backslash webinar. I have a spot for you. That is it for this episode, but be sure to hit subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single show. Next week's episode is a good one. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. I read every single one or take a screenshot and share it on social tagging at Raw Beauty Talks. We'll be regramming your posts every week. As we wrap things up, remember your body is different than any other body out there. So as you listen to these episodes, keep tuning back into yourself to see what truly resonates. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.